Matthew chapter 12, Jesus says, starting at verse 43, When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest and finding none. Then he saith, I will return unto my house from whence I came out. And when he is come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. Then goeth he, the unclean spirit, and taketh with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be also unto this wicked generation. Recently I was speaking to a born-again Christian, and something happened and she drifted back and allowed her mind to go backward to the time before she was born again. And I saw her change from life to death instantly, right in front of my eyes. I knew exactly what had happened. By going back into our old life and thinking on it, we can allow devils back in, devils that have been cast out. After I was born again, God allowed me, through a dream, to see three devils that the Holy Spirit cast out of me. One was a lying spirit. One was a double-minded spirit, and I didn't know the name of the third one. But I saw that the Holy Spirit cast those out of me. The double-minded spirit was a real smart aleck. He was skipping along in my chest cavity and ran right into the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit said, I see you. You must go from her. And that devil tried to hide. And the Holy Spirit said, You must go. You must go. You must go. And I felt that devil coming up through my throat and leaving my body. But the Holy Spirit really pushed him out and forced him out. Devils live in people. That human sort of becomes the home of that particular devil. And often they try to hide in that person. A young man came to do some work at our house. He was probably 24 or 25 years old and had a contractor's license. I began talking with him, and as I talked with him, he revealed that his father had been a pastor who had died. He also revealed that he 
was making a practice of living in the past. He had been a basketball player, and apparently he did not achieve the success that he wanted. And now he's 24 or 25 and is obviously going nowhere in the field of basketball. He's living in the past. And I knew he wasn't living as a new creation, as a born-again person. He probably wasn't born again. Though he had the background of going to church continually with his father as the preacher. He worked at our house for about a week and then just totally disappeared. I don't know what happened to him. But I could see the way he was living in the past was not going to be a good way to go. You can't afford it. You can let devils move back into your house, into your body by doing that. We're born again. We're recreated in Christ. To let those devils back in will make your situation worse than it was at the beginning. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13, Paul says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, the Word. And then Paul said, Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. So if you do drift back to the past, just be really careful that it's not doing harm. Certainly, we can speak about the past when we're showing how God delivered us from the past life and created us in Christ, caused us to be born again, gave us the Spirit of God to rule over the flesh. You don't want to tell another person your past sins. I advise you not to do this. That can be very destructive. A woman did that to me once before I could stop her. She just told me her past sins. And then she said, I don't know if a person like me can be born again. And then she went on to go down and down and down, even as I stood there right before her. You can't live that way. You must keep control at all times over your tongue. In James chapter 1, we read how important it is to bridle our tongue. James chapter 1, verse 26. If any man among you seemeth to be re religious and bridleth not his tongue, 
but deceiveth his own heart. This man's religion is vain. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction. Visit means to judge them. Do you need anything? Do you need help? And to keep himself unspotted from the world. The world speaks things and does things before our eyes, and it's just like us walking down a sidewalk and having a big truck come along and hit a mud puddle, and all this mud goes on us, and our garment becomes spotted. That's what it is like when we turn on the television set. We have to be careful about what we hear, of the programs we hear, of the things that people say that our garment doesn't become spotted. And the same thing happens when we are talking with other people and often even when they're church people. They will say things that are negative and really pull us down. So you have to be careful. Not only do you pray for yourself to be helped by God and cleansed by God, but you also might have to avoid that person if the pattern continues of being so negative and pulling you down. And you can pray for God to help that person that he not be so negative. My cousin was the most negative person I've ever seen. She was taken to church as a baby. She spent her 97 years going to church. And she's the most fearful person I've ever seen. It ought not to be that way with any of us. How can we be fearful in front of the world when we are the ones who know of the resurrection and have hope. That doesn't make any sense. So when fear comes, we turn to God in prayer. Help me, please. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Renew my soul. Renew my spirit. Help me. Don't live in fear. When you can pray. In John chapter 8, we have the example of the woman taken in adultery who was brought before Jesus. He forgave her, but what did he say to her at the end? Go and sin no more. After we have been forgiven, we must not return to that sin for which we were forgiven. Because Hebrews 10 says, verse 26, If we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remain no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation 
which shall devour the adversaries. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Of how much sore punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and hath done despot unto the Spirit of grace. Verse 30 For we know him that hath said, Vengeance belongeth unto me, I will recompense, saith the Lord, and again the Lord shall judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Second Peter chapter 2, Peter says, verse 20, For if they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, if they are again entangled therein and overcome, the latter end is worse with them than the beginning. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. So we must not allow ourselves to go back to that previous life that we had, which was a way of death. And God resurrected us from the death of the world, and we died to the world so that we could live unto God and serve him. We must not allow ourselves to be pulled back through thoughts to the things before we were born again. We are dead to those things. But if we dwell on them and look back, we could open the door for devils to move into our bodies today. And they will just drive you crazy. For that's what devils do. When someone is irrational, I always look for devils because I know what devils do. In Matthew chapter 8, we have the example of the two men who were possessed with devils. And when Jesus was come to the other side, into the country of the Gerganeses, there met him two possessed with devils coming out of the tombs, exceeding fierce, so that no man might pass by that way. Verse 29, And behold, they cried out, saying, What have we to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God? Art thou come hither to torment us before the time? And there was a good way off from them a herd of many swine feeding. So the devils besought Jesus, saying, If thou cast us out, of these two men. 
suffer us to go away into the herd of swine. And Jesus said unto them, Go. And when they were come out, they went into the herd of swine. And behold, the whole herd of swine ran violently down a steep place into the sea and perished in the waters. The two men who had lived in tombs, who were possessed by the devils, were now clothed and sitting there and in their right mind. Devils cause people to do things that make no sense at all. I think so many of the shootings that we have seen, when the people say, why? Why did this happen? Why did you do this? I think so much of that are devils working inside of human beings. They're violent and fierce. And when there is a person like that in your household, I think it would be a matter of continually turning to God and asking Him for help because I don't see any help anywhere except God. And He is able to instantly stop the situation. He's got so much power. I know a man whose son for years has been diagnosed as what they're calling today bipolar, manic, depressive. And he's controlled constantly by drugs. He's probably 26 or 27 years old now. I don't know of any violence in his life. But I know his dad is very concerned about him. If he were born again, we'd have a real chance of dealing with it because the spirit would be different. I gave him a book once on dealing with destructive thoughts, but there's no evidence that it helped him at all. But I don't think he's born again. And you would have to be born again to deal with the things that I write, I think, or else you would become born again while you were reading them. That's happened several times. And then all things are possible. But there will be exceedingly fierce in the last days before Jesus returns. Because Revelation 12, 12 tells us plainly, Woe unto the inhabitants of the earth, because the devil is cast out among you and is exceedingly fierce because he knows his time is short. We certainly see a lot of this going on right now. Paul said in the last days, perilous times would come. And men would get worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. We can expect to see that. And Paul tells us just walk away from them when you see it. That's in 2 Timothy chapter 3. 
We'll read that. Start at verse 1. This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, bolsters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, that is uncontrollable. They can't control themselves. They give in to these urges. They can't control themselves. And they will be fierce, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Verse 5, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. They might go to church, but they won't do the scriptures. They deny the power. Just turn away from them. Leave them alone when you see that. It says they're ever learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. They are men of corrupt minds, reprobate concerning the faith. And he says in verse 13, in the end time, the last days, evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But he tells us to continue in the things which we have learned and been assured of, the Holy Scriptures, the ways of God. Thank you for allowing me to share with you today.